Hello there, and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Stuart Weir and Solomon Ashams. And today we ask whether Didier Drogba will have a successful comeback at Chelsea. We find out about futsal, a version of five-a-side football that's not very popular in Africa. But when we were at the World Cup, we found out that it's huge in Brazil. With less space, you have to think more. You have to get the football in your head and not only in your foot, you know. You have to be faster and more creative about it. Well, that's coming up, plus your views on whether Africa should have more World Cup slots. Now, one of the biggest stories in transfer news in the European off-season is the return to Chelsea for club legend Didier Drogba on a one-year deal. The Ivorian is 36 years old. He didn't hesitate to reunite with Chelsea coach Jose Mourinho at Stamford Bridge despite his years. But will the English Premier League be too demanding for Drogba? Well, before we hear the views of Stuart Webb, we had a lot of comments on our Facebook page on this one on Planet Sport Football Africa. Amadou Jallo says, I'm a big fan of Drogba, but I think that at the age of 36, the Premier League will be too much for him to cope with. Chelsea should have gone for younger goal machines to lead the line for them. Abli Osise says, I'm afraid he's past his best and will not be able to replicate the successful spell he previously had with the Blues. But best of luck to him, by the way. Adam Abaji from the Gambia says the English Premier League is not an easy league, even though he was there before. And one thing, is he going to be in Mourinho's starting lineup in front of Torres and Diego Costa? It's a mountain to climb, says Adama. Prince Emma says, I believe that Drogba's already made his own legacy with Chelsea and he raised the flag of Africans in the English Premier League, becoming the first African player to score 100 goals in the Premier League. That's a landmark for Drogba. But I don't think Chelsea will rely too much on him now because he is ageing, but he can make the difference if given the chance from time to time. And Prince Emma finishes off by saying good luck to Didier Drogba. And Abdou Dem says, of course, he can make it and he will succeed. Thanks for those comments on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Let's now get the views of our European football expert, Stuart Weir, in the UK. Will Didier Drogba have a successful season? Last season, Chelsea manager Jose Mourinho was regularly complaining that he lacked high-quality strikers. So the signing of Brazilian-born Spanish World Cup player Diego Costa from Atletico Madrid for £33 million was no real surprise. Now, the second striker Mourinho signed was something of a shock, one Didier Drogba. There had been rumours that Drogba would return to Chelsea as a coach, but not as a player. Of course, no one can doubt Drogba's pedigree with over 150 goals and 10 trophies during his eight years at Chelsea. The question is, how much can Drogba, now 36, still offer? Didier Drogba makes no secret of his love for Chelsea and his enjoyment of working with Mourinho. He said, I couldn't turn down the opportunity to work with Jussie again. Everyone knows the special relationship I have with this club. It's always been like home to me. Mourinho said simply, we want to win football matches and win titles, and Didier is one of the best strikers in Europe. At 36, there's no way Drogba can play 90 minutes twice a week, but like Samuel Eto'o did last season, he can play 15 to 20 games in the season and score a few crucial goals. His influence on the younger players could also be significant and lead to a natural progression into a formal coaching role. 
Some people might say this is an emotional move for both of them, but I think there's good sense behind it. I think it's a good move for Josie Mourinho and a good one for Didier Drogba and Chelsea. So Stuart's thinking that Didier Drogba will do well at Chelsea in various ways this season. By the way, the English Premier League kicks off on the 16th of this month, so it's just two weeks away, and Chelsea's opening game is away to newly promoted Burnley. This is Planet Sport Football Africa. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare. Now let's look at futsal, a version of five-a-side football that's not very big in Africa, but the African Futsal Championship was introduced back in 1996 and Egypt won the first three editions. In 2008, it was won by the host Libya. They beat Egypt in the final with Morocco third and Mozambique fourth. The last edition of the African Futsal Championship was cancelled. It was due to be hosted by Burkina Faso in 2011. At the FIFA Futsal World Cup, Egypt have twice reached the second round. That's the best performance from the continent. And it has to be said that futsal is not a big sport at all in most of Africa. However, futsal is hugely popular in Brazil. It's played by more people around the country than the 11-a-side version of football and it's widely acknowledged to have contributed to the development of football in Brazil. Now, when we were at the World Cup in Brazil, Tom Ellis and Andy Bloss found out more at a futsal social project in Rio de Janeiro. It was developed in Brazil and Uruguay in the 1930s and 40s and could be described as a version of five-a-side football, played on a smaller pitch, though, with a smaller ball that has less bounce. This encourages players to focus on the technical aspect of the game, to think quickly and to use more skill as they're playing. Brazil are the most successful national side. They are the current FIFA Futsal World Champions. The Methodist Church in Vila Isabel runs a futsal project for children in the local community. We went along to one of the sessions and spoke to the coach in charge. What is so good about futsal and what makes it different from normal football, 11 aside? The biggest difference is about the space. You have to get uh, a fast ratios and you know you have to think faster. And what do the kids learn from it by playing at an early age? How does it develop their game? With less space, you have to think more. You have to get the football in your head and not only in your foot. You know, you have to be faster and more creative about it. And, and why is it so big? Why is it so popular in Brazil? Because you have more square than fields in Brazil. You have more place to play foot futsal than place to you put you to you play football. Marcelo, lateral esquerdo, saldo futsal. Some athletes they come from the futsal. Zico, Ronaldo, and Neymar. They all of them came from this. Uh, this sport. We've been amazed and encouraged by some of these social projects that we've visited that have been organised by the local church and non-governmental organisations. We, we actually got there about 20 minutes early and, and uh, already there were kids there uh, itching to get onto the pitch to play, such as the popularity of this project. The way it was set up was great. They had, a, they had two hours to play football and they had a bit of dinner time afterwards, which is, again, such a great idea. The coach was going around serving them dinner um, and there was such a great atmosphere. All the kids were bubbly, happy, jokey, friendly. Um, it was lovely, really lovely to see. Youth pastor Tiago told us about the work he's involved in and why they do it. We work with um, 40 children of the community. And our goal with this is avoiding them 
with uh, the crime and the violence that we have in the community. So what about the community? What's it like? It's a very dangerous place and we have uh, very careful about these children because we know that they are good but they are in the middle of a lot of conflicts and about two, two months ago we lost uh, a children because they were shot in the head and that is something that make, made us very sad about but we try with this project uh, get them out of this situation of violence and that's one of the most violent and dangerous place in Rio de Janeiro and our church in here and we want to do something about it. What is it that's so good about futsal? Because this is a, a huge sport here in Brazil, isn't it? And, and the kids obviously love to play, play it. Why do you think that is? The football, it's almost like a religion for, for Brazilian people. And they are crazy about it. And that's one of the things that motivate them to, to be here with us. And that it's, it's something that they dream it about it, to be a professional soccer players, and we want to help them to, to get this dream, you know. We can help them. I think that is our biggest motivation. Help them to get out of a wrong choice, help them to get out of difficult ways that, he, that they lives, you know. We want to help them. We are here for that, for help them. That's Pastor Tiago ending that feature from Tom Ellis and Andy Bloss on futsal in one of the favelas, the low-income communities in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Solomon Ashams is with me here on the show. Now, Solomon, this five-a-side version of football, futsal, is not very popular in Africa, but uh, listening to that, is it maybe something that football federations on the continent should think about developing more? One of the benefits is actually, you know, when you play football, because of the pitch and the number of players and the rules, you you have to improvise if you really want to win. Uh, so you, a lot of the way that you play is all about improvising. It's all about trying to make sure, okay, how do I improvise to get a goal? How do, how do I improvise to make sure that I, I don't make a foul? And also it helps with your creativity because of the pitch and also the ball and the weight of the ball in itself and the size of the ball, you have to be extremely creative. And because of that, we see a lot of flair. And also, with it, you know, it helps you with your ball technique, how you handle the ball, your ball control, how you handle the ball and how you move from your side to your opponent's side. Uh, again, because of the size of the ball, normally in futsal, you don't have a, a throw in, you have a kick in. So how do you do, how do you make sure that you take advantage of that anytime you have a kick in? That is uh, definitely important for you to be able to do that. It's just something that I think we needed in Africa. In Africa, we've seen a few Brazilian academies coming up uh, over and over. In South Africa, for instance, I've been to one or two Brazilian academies. And sometimes we get even young under 14 players from uh, Fluminense or uh, Flamingo coming to South Africa to play in tournaments. Every year they do come down uh, to play in tournaments and when you watch them the way they play and compare them to the local lads from Nigeria, uh, invited from Nigeria, Botswana or South Africa, you you definitely see a lot of the difference you know and I think futsal should be played by younger people uh, much much younger people, a a lot of people are playing five aside for social reasons, older people uh, but we need to introduce that like in schools, in in clubs uh, and, and really tell 
young players, you know, you have to play this if you really want to be able to progress as a footballer. And we actually, sometimes we have to make it so, some sort of compulsory uh, just so they would develop in the right way as we've seen the Brazilians uh, done over the years. Well, thanks a lot, Solomon. So what do you think? Would you like to see futsal played on a bigger scale in your country? Does it have the potential to improve the level of skills? Or should we just stick to growing the game at 11 aside? You can give us your views on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. And that's all one word. Uh, last week on our Facebook page, we were asking, does Africa deserve more than five World Cup slots? Europe has 13 World Cup places, but Africa only five. So is that fair? But on the other hand, Africa's never got beyond the quarterfinals of the World Cup. While Famarat Baji in the Gambia says it's better to stay with the usual five failures than to increase more shame on our continent. More African teams at the World Cup means more disappointment and failure for Africa, says Famara. Musa Fati says it's too early for Africa to have more than five slots at the World Cup. If we can't proceed beyond the quarterfinals in all of the previous competitions, first we need to put in better performances at the global showpiece. Agnes Olawo in Kenya says African teams going to the World Cup have to show and justify those five slots given in terms of performance both on and off the pitch. Adam Baji says, for me, it's fair as it is with five places. And Olatunde Adeleke in the Gambia says, Africa has to put more seriousness into their performance at the World Cup first. For now, to me, they're not serious in their performance to deserve more places at the World Cup. So that's fairly unanimous. Everybody seems to think that it should stay for now with five spaces for Africa at the World Cup. Thanks so much for those views. The Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word. And this week, tell us if you'd like to see more futsal in your country. Would this five-a-side version of football help to develop the sport in your country as a whole? Well, that's it for this edition of Planet Sport Football Africa. A big weekend, by the way, of 2015 Africa Cup of Nations qualifying with seven places in the group stage up for grabs. Very tight between Benin and Malawi. Benin with a 1-0 lead from the first leg. Lesotho leading Kenya 1-0 from the first leg. And 2-2 between Tanzania and Mozambique in the first leg there. Uh, Botswana and Congo going into the games with two goal cushions. Well, from me, Steve Vickers and Solomon Ashams and Stuart Weir, thanks a lot for listening you'll find us online at planetsport.tv and planet sport football africa is a 2k plus international sports media production